0: In myself, I am weak, but my strength comes from the Lord. Sometimes I ask myself, am I strong enough? Then I'm reminded, I'm not, but he is. I'm not, but he is. Yesterday, as Brother Kevin, he asked me, did I have a message? And I said, yeah, brother, I do. And, uh, and then as yesterday went on, I began to ask God, God, what do you want me to do today? He wouldn't give me peace about the message that he had given me. I said, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And he said, Kirby, I want you to do what you do. And I said, God, what's that? that?" He says, I want you to speak words of encouragement and words of hope. This morning, that's what I do. I come not to preach you a message, but to give you words of encouragement and words of hope. I'm going to tell you a little story about when I was growing up. My dad had this gun, and I used to love watching him take this gun out of the gun cabinet, and, and he would get this gun out, and he would rub this gun, and he would polish this gun. and I seen my daddy take this gun out and, man, shoot a deer that you couldn't even hardly see on the other hillside over there. And I thought, man, I, when I grow up, I want me a gun like that. Well, every juvenile hunt, Dad, we'd get together, and we'd get ready to go hunting, and I'd have to take my little boy gun. I'd go hunting with my little boy gun. Well, when I was about 13 years old, Daddy got the gun out, and he told me where he was going hunting at. And I said, Daddy, there's only a little problem with that. My little boy gun ain't going to be big enough. He says, I know. He says, I'm going to let you take old granddaddy here. Old faithful, as he calls him. Guns never let him down. Old faithful. And this is a gun that is a it is a Remington Model 700, 7mm seven Magnum. Beautiful. Wooden stock, engraved. I'm talking blue barrel. Just a beautiful gun. And I mean, this gun has been... Pretty well kept and in mint condition. Well, we get up Saturday morning and we go hunting and we go out to my Aint Fields out there in Frank Ewing and it's a place, it's kinda like a bowl. It's a real big hillside. It's I mean, five hundred yards from one hill to the other, and, and I've seen old Pops boy, I've seen him drop deer plumb on that other hillside. So I was taking old faithful. I was gonna I was gonna do the same thing. So we get on the four-wheeler, and we ride up to the top of the hill and get up to the top of the hill. And we get off the four-wheeler, and we sit down there in the, in the, the grass. And I said, Daddy, boy, this cow manure we smell, them deer ain't going to be able to smell us today, are they? No, son, they won't. I said, Daddy, boy, this cow manure smelling strong. Them deer definitely ain't going to smell us today. No, son, you're right. They ain't going to smell us today. And it was still dark then, you know. Boy, I was all getting excited. I was holding that gun in my lap. Man, I was sitting down here, and I was was holding that gun like my daddy did. You know, boy, just thinking about when that deer come out, boy, he's going to lay the smack down on him. You know, I'm sitting there holding my gun. I'm cradling this thing just like I seen my daddy do, just hold this thing. Well, lo and behold, sunrise starts coming up on the scene. Sun starts coming up. My daddy looks at me and says, Son, what have you got all over you? What have you got all over you? Well, I began to investigate myself. And lo and behold, I have sat down in the freshest, greenest, the sloppiest cow manure pile that was on the whole 90 acres. And not only have I sat in it, but I had placed my hands in it when I got ready to sit down on the ground. And lo and behold, do you know what I had my hands on? I had my hands on Old Faithful. That my daddy had polished and rubbed and took care of this gun. I mean, baby this gun like you do your children. And it had cow manure all over it. And not only did I have it on the gun, I had it on myself. So, needless to say, my great experience of getting to hunt with old faithful come to an end. And uh, we get back to the truck, and Daddy, he wasn't going to let me ride in the truck with the clothes that I had on. So I had to shuck down out of my clothes down to my flannel underwear to be able to ride home. Now, this, y'all think this is, a, this is a true story. If I'm lying, I'm dying. This is a, literally a true story. And I have not got to hold that gun or shoot that gun since that day. If I say something to my dad, Daddy, you got a gun I can borrow? He just goes and gets me one of my own. He says, you're not borrowing my stuff no more. I'll just go get you one. You know, he won't. But the point of the story is there was a point in my life You know, I I looked around, and I thought everything was just the way that I wanted it to be. I thought it was good. Man, I was excited about my life, just like I was excited about that hunting trip that morning. Real excited about it. And then I had a good friend of mine, a dear brother, that sat down with me one day, and he told me he began to share some things with me. And I began to realize that according to God's standard, I got a long way to go. I began to look and see that sin that I had in my life, that if I stood before God Almighty, that I was a hopeless case. And that sin that I had in my life, it began to put off an aroma. It began to put off an aroma that not only was it affecting my life, but it was also affecting the lives of people around me. The sin that I have found that I found myself in, it was affecting other people also. And not only was my life beginning to stink, but so was the other people's lives that was around me and that were real close to me. It began to stink sin has that capability of doing that to people. And I thank God for His grace and His mercy and His love that when I found myself in a spot, when I found myself stinking because I was dead. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. And I was dead. I was dead because I was living my life for myself. I was, didn't care about nobody else. It was me, myself, and I. Boy, my life stunk. My life was incomplete. Because I was living for myself. I didn't have something inside of me. Just like that day on that hunting trip that I had to get out of those clothes that stunk, I had to make a decision in my life. Do I want to continue to stink in my own life? Or once it been brought to the light, because when it was dark outside, I smelled something. I just didn't know what it was. But once it got brought to the light, that's when I began to realize what it was. My life was the same way. Until I realized that I had sin in my life, and the light was shined up on me, I had a decision I had to make. I had a decision that I had to make. Am I going to continue to walk in a life that stinks, that is not pleasing to God? Or am I going to come out of this old life? Because 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Behold, if one is in Christ, he is a new creation. And behold, all things become new. I thank God that I am not the same man that I used to be. As the old song says, He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. But there's times in our life where things are there that don't need to be there. That stink our lives. Still to this day, God's still working on me. He's still working on me. Still to this day, God... Is sanctifying me. And brothers and sisters, sanctification is a lifelong process. You will not be completely, totally sanctified until the resurrection of Jesus Christ, right until Jesus Christ comes and resurrects the the us or we stand before Him. Then we will be complete. We will be sanctified still to this day I find stuff in my life that God shows me Kirby this stinks Kirby you're becoming dead this has got to go this stinks and if I don't deal with it you know what my stink begins to put off an aroma And then other people around me, it begins to get on them because it stinks. But I thank God for His Word, for showing me what stinks in my life. Because when I find something that stinks... This right here is what also helps wash it off. This right here is what helps me get cleansed of all unrighteousness. Brothers and sisters, I want you to ask yourself, evaluate you yourself and say is there anything that I have in my life you know that just don't need to be there because sometimes let me tell you sometimes my attitude just stinks my attitude just stinks time to time and if you don't think it smells just ask my wife and my kids sometime they let me know real quick when my attitude stinks Sometimes something just as small as an attitude stinking affects other people. So ask yourself, what do I have in my life that is putting off an aroma? Because I I want that sweet smelling aroma that all of you desire to be around. That I desire to be around your sweet smelling aroma. I don't want to be walking around and be so stinking that a black cloud hangs over my head. And I'm I'm speaking of sin when I talk about that stinking of black cloud lingering over my head. Because, brothers and sisters, sin will not enter in to the kingdom of heaven. It will not. It will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. So I'm asking you this morning as I bring you words of encouragement and bring you words of hope to evaluate your life. See if there's anything there that may be putting off that smell, that aroma that may be affecting you that's keeping you from being all that God wants you to be or may be affecting the people around you and the hope that I want to give you this morning is you know what today is a day that you can do something about it today is a day that you can do something about it the question is do you want it? As Brother Eddie and Miss Shirley and them come and make their way forward this morning. I ask that you come and do and deal with what God has laid up on your heart.